solar and wind energy are quickly becoming the cheapest energy sources available today, and more and more residential homes are converting into solar. The question becomes, is rooftop solar panels only a solution for residential homes? Not at all. When it comes to high-rise buildings, there's a solution that has been scientifically engineered to provide the highest efficiency of both wind and solar for high-rise buildings in cities. Ibis Power has created PowerNest, a solution for medium and high-rise buildings. To not waste any more time, the creator of PowerNest and the founder of Ibis Power, Alex. Do you mind telling us a little bit more about Ibis Power? You are here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. Ibis Power recognizes climate change and feels like we need to do something about it. And one part is the built environment, and there is the solution of solar panels on dwelling houses, but those medium and high-rise buildings are overlooked uh, in terms of to uh, generate sufficient energy on those buildings and make them eventually energy neutral. And that's where we have a solution uh, that helps real estate owners, that helps governments that helps grid owners uh, for for grid balance, uh, where we combine wind and solar energy in an integrated system with a very high efficiency to be placed as a modular addition on top of the roofs of those medium to high-rise buildings. And we generate six times on average more energy, can go up to nine to 10 times even, depends on the location. And that's how we can make many stories of those buildings energy neutral. And that's a big step in urban sustainability. It's also architecturally attractive. It's a visual addition on the building. You can see how energy is generated. And it's well received by architects, which is a great compliment uh, of our work. (laughs) That's awesome. That's very good. Cool. And how many have you guys been able to install so far? We, We have several installations running in the Netherlands. We are building our fifth installation in Eindhoven on the building Hasje Over, which is feet, which is a 210 feet high tower, which will have in total 10 power nest modules, of which four will have a wind turbine. And we have eight projects for the coming year in the Netherlands and Belgium, which are in the permit phase or in the last phase of engineering. And we are here in the United States talking with project developers, building owners to get the first project off the ground. Awesome. Is it going to be in New York area or elsewhere? Yeah, we are uh, talking in different cities. Today we are in Philadelphia. We've had, I would say, marvelous conversations yesterday and the whole week actually with uh, building owners. We hope that the project will come out. At the same time, we're talking with people in New York, Boston, San Diego, because the need for sustainability is not just the city, but it's in the whole country. Oh, yeah, definitely. You mentioned earlier about you know how this can really benefit in terms of sustainability and impacting climate change. Where do you guys see the future of this to impact climate change and, and sustainability? Where do you see Ibis Power falling? Yeah, so the operation and manufacturing of placing a power nest on the roof is 
paid back in carbon dioxide in two years of time. So after two years and then the following 18 years, we are saving carbon dioxide. And it's significant amounts on tons of carbon dioxide that we save because electricity actually uses a lot. Yesterday, we heard that, for example, in the city of Philadelphia, in the urban area, 72% of all the carbon dioxide is produced in the city. So that tells you a little bit of how much these urban solutions can have an impact on global climate change. Yeah, definitely 72% is ridiculous. Shifting towards social media, where do you guys see Ibis Power in social media? Do you see it as an asset for you guys? Do you use social media now? Of course, we use social media, and I think today we cannot live without social media. If you're not there, like then how the rest of the world could know about you? So, of course, we use social media, and it's uh, our, I think, for us, it's a brand awareness to use social media. Maybe it's not uh, direct sales where we can make, but definitely a brand awareness. Speak to our client and general public about our mission our vision, uh, what we're trying to do. Because in addition that you ask about what is the impact Ibis Power want to bring is, first of all, of course, uh, we want to fight climate change. It's like we're living in a one planet. It's our home. And I think we all need to think about that. And I think Ibis Power is that direct, we act toward that by doing it every day. This is number one, of course, climate change. Number two, it's we can make cities green. So now we are going to a more local level. It's countries, cities, that now you don't need to create a bicycles to fight climate change. There's so many technologies that exist already. So we already can bring it out and make cities green. And of course, when you are make cities green, the residents, tenants and residents who are working in those buildings, who are living in those buildings, they are living in that green environment. And it all comes together. Yes, we're reducing CO2. Yes, we're using green energy. And I believe that people underestimate energy that we use every day. Imagine if there will be no energy, what can we do? We cannot use laptops. We cannot charge our phones. It means that we cannot communicate. It means that we cannot work. It means the light not going to be in the city. There will be chaos. So what are going to be? It will be a huge chaos without energy. So I think for me, it's like personally in the marketing and of course, communicate the messages that we really need to bring. It's really, I think, talking about energy and how it's important and of course, climate change and that's what we can bring to the cities. So back to that uh, social media. So that's the missions that we are bringing and that we need to communicate. And I think social media is a great tool for that, where we can talk and share what we do. And of course, our business is more like B2B, but I believe in the power of general public and community that we can change together. And I think that always what I said to our people who we meet, maybe, yes, you cannot buy power nest because it's a huge thing to put in, in the building. And there's many steps before you do this, but how you can contribute, you can follow us, you can support with like, and this, believe it or not, it's give already lots. Of yeah, definitely. What is your main platform that you're on right now in terms of trying to spread your brand awareness? I think we are every, every, almost everywhere. So of course, <laughs> everywhere. 
Yeah, because we have, we use a lot of channels that, but not all of them are active. Means like not hundred percent active. But which are the most usable is LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. What else we have? I think that's a main thing that we have for something else. I'm yeah, we we do, but you mentioned it in the order of relevance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. At least for us. LinkedIn yeah. is our main channel, communicates with the stakeholders in the market, with clients, showing, sharing progresses, sharing mm -hmm. our vision. And Instagram is more like, look at the picture and sharing the vision. It's, it's a different audience in that sense. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like something, of course, we're not sharing on LinkedIn because it's not relevant. I mean, it's more like fun content, you know, you don't want to share much, but, uh, Facebook this, but I forgot, uh, we use Facebook, but it's like basically the same, uh, content that we use. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Same content as Instagram or as LinkedIn. Yeah. No, LinkedIn is always a bit different. Right. Right. And it's needs a different communication. Definitely. And I want to add that also, of course, Alexander Soma, he is, has own account everywhere. He is a big. I would say promoter of Ibis Power. He created his brand of Alexander Soma that he has lots of followers on LinkedIn and there's also, you see, you find him there. He has a voice, I think powerful voice of what he speaks to. So he also like, let's say, big promoter of Ibis Power. <laughs> yeah. What we do in Ibis Power. A, uh, yeah. a social media channel for yeah. Ibis Power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, he's not only CEO, but he's inventor of Power Nest. He have all the credits and rights to be on that right place. And I think he have to, because uh, you know, everything basically about Power Nest. All those and all the years. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Expert. I mean, this is what I want to say. He has an expert, expert point. Right. Definitely. And it's always good to have that expert key person of the business to really be able to say like, this is what we're doing. This is where we are at. And celebrate things. So that's always great. And I was seeing on your website, some of the interesting dynamics of your powerness system. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. You mean dynamics in technical? Yeah. Kind of like you have the Ven Venturi effect. Venturi yes. effect. Yes. Yeah. So what we do different, which what is our secret sauce, right? It, you see a structure on the roof that looks like, oh, solar panels. Okay. Smart. You lift them up, you use the whole roof and wind turbines under it. Well, it's actually more than that, but you cannot directly see. We call that aerodynamic enhancement because we make use of the wind in particular ways. So what we are able to do is to capture the wind from the facade. So the building, the facade, we are able to capture that in and accelerate it into this turbine. And then the turbine can produce four times more the energy than that it would regularly do outside of the building. So that's how we enhance that. We use the wind also to cool the solar panels. So they produce between 10 and 15% more. And because we are lifting the structure, we make use of bifacial panels with the internal reflections. And we have ways to do that. Um, so we're really combining different technology points using a, uh, really what is, I think our point of view is what is available on the roof and how can we make use of that 
to make that whole system as efficient as possible. Yeah, definitely. Are you guys just looking at kind of high-rise or mid-rise buildings, or do you also look at super stories? I was reading this morning on LinkedIn, there's an article about how if there were solar panels on super stories, it would provide 50% of the necessary power for the super store itself. Well, if you have your system on there, you set pieces of that there that could provide well more than the 50%. Have you guys looked into that or are you just in high-rise? Well, with, with high-rise, we mean buildings of five stories or higher, which is a minimum height of, height of 15 meters, around 45 feet, gotcha. something like that. So there are these, these uh, super stores that have that height. We oh, want okay. to capture sufficient wind flow. That's the main thing. And you are right. I think on a building like that, we could generate definitely more energy, if not all the energy of the building, because we, we just do it in a different way. In addition to that, it's not only maybe for high rise, of course, it's main idea and target, but it's also for the buildings, for example, if they have this area, they filled. Uh, where's enough winds that maybe even in a two stores building or, for example, warehouse building, like which is like 40 feet, mm -hmm. it's still powerless can capture the wind. So, of course, it depends on the area where uh, where is the building located. Yeah, so if you think that we can use that whole roof without obstructions and shadow of obstructions, that we can cool the panels, which delivers 10 to 15% more, use the bifacial 20 to 30% more, plus use the wind is 50% more, yeah, we would generate a lot more energy than, than the current application. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I know you guys have eight projects planned for 2022. What are your other big goals that you have? Yeah, we have a couple of goals, which is, well, a big scale up in the European market and enter the U.S. market. What we want to have done this year is to have the first project in the United States and from there on grow, uh, put a team on the ground. We have some goals in our research and developments that are far stage now. We expect in between September and December to come out with a updated version of PowerNest, which is more efficient, more cost-effective. Um, that's always where we work to. Yeah, and I think those are already together very ambitious goals. So. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. I agree. I think you guys you guys got this. <laughs> yeah. Excited for you. For the for these company goals, marketing goals is also always come to support that. So of course to create brand awareness in American market. Because I think we already have done it in Europe, but now since we are looking for that project in America. And so this is what we want to do here. It's to really create a brand awareness of Power Nest in the United States. Yes, and very important that there's so much redevelopment, refurbishment of building going on. The whole construction market is very much in movement. Plus that tenants of commercial buildings, but also residential buildings, they want sustainable buildings. They want clean energy and they want to lower their bills. So for us, it is very important that everybody's aware that Power Nest exists that it's a possibility and it's it's a means to an end to become sustainable in the buildings that mm -hmm. seem impossible to make sustainable there is a solution definitely there there is definitely a solution for any new green business owner who's out there trying to figure out which kind of social media channel would you recommend for them uh, for, i think depends like to whom they're doing business B2B or B2C, I think that's number one. If it's like uh, B2C, I think definitely like use all of these social channels. Where are they? Like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And I think, of course, for the B2B, it's more about uh, LinkedIn. And 
maybe podcasts because many uh, like CEOs listening podcasts, I would say, because everybody wants to listen while they're in the car. The gym. In the gym. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not much YouTube because there's no much time to watch the videos. What is my, uh, my feedback that I received from other uh, CEOs? It really comes to um, articles and maybe find the target magazines, online magazines, some publications where they can be and because i think many ceos like they're quite busy with their work but they are quite expert in what they do so they need that someone ask them about what they do and where they can show their skills. and the thing is most important especially in the startup environment there's many technical people there's many people who underestimate the value of market and, and the marketing is really a translation of your technology to what the customer understands. It's a necessary key to the market. And, uh, and I think they should, they should create budget for that to get that done, to get that well done. It's very important. Right. Well established. What is one way that somebody could get in touch with you? Yeah, I, I think our email uh, info at ibispower.eu, that's a direct way to get in touch with us but also through our LinkedIn channel, Ibis Power. Facebook is a good channel to get in touch with us. Uh, better even Instagram. Instagram, and, yeah. and official Ibis Power. And LinkedIn, I think yeah, it's always a great way. And yeah, I think those channels would be good to always comment on something on our YouTube channels, all of that. Awesome. Good. And it's, it's easy to find us. And if you <laughs> want to visit our website, it's uh, ibispower.com. Um, so also easy to find us, and that's where you find all the links to the channels. And you know what I want to add to the, all of these people who are interested that they can, if they cannot even buy things or they think they can be belong, they can, if they can support us with their follower like, that's very important message I want to give to other people. Definitely. The more, the more awareness, the better. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. this how people can support new green technology, really. Yeah. That's yeah. my message to them. Really. <laughs> For sure. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Alexander and Elena, for letting us know all about Ibis Power and the impact that you are making by bringing power nests to cities across the globe. And for everyone tuning in, thank you so much for joining us here on this interview, and we can't wait to see you back here next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Green Business Impact Podcast. We hope you enjoyed receiving another dose of climate positivity. In a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening, it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world. Make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of top minds in the green industries. And if you are interested in seeing the faces of the people in these podcasts or receiving free business training specifically geared to green businesses, make sure you check out our YouTube channel and subscribe. Thanks again, and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of climate positivity. Yeah.